intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Intellectual stimulation. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast coming to you live from Twin Lakes, Wisconsin, where we blow up the news on a verbal scale. My guest today, he's a former WCW wrestler, second generation wrestler, and he is an all-time tough guy. Ladies and gentlemen, Eric Watts. Eric, Watt. Eric man, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thanks for having me on. Man, so um, what's been going on in your life so far? Just tell me about the now um, before we get to the past. Um, how you doing? What's going on? Tell the people what, what, um, what you've been up to. Man, it's been crazy. Just enjoying life. Um, not that anyone would know this, not know this, but went through a, a, a long, harsh divorce that ended in like 2008 and started in 2003. A five-year ordeal in court. And then... Um, and then... Uh, you know, in the United States, I'm not saying anything. Most of the time, the women get the uh, children. Yeah. And so, uh, about two years ago, um, you know, took my time, got things right, lawyered up, and went and got custody of my kids. So, got my daughter and son that live with me. And as soon as I did that, I just said, I'm going to take the next two years off, basically, and just enjoy my kids. And basically, <laughs> got my kids... Uh, started dating someone, fell in love, got married, she's got two kids, so now I've got a wife, me, four kids, hanging out in a beautiful house, enjoying life, life couldn't be better, man. It's funny that you said that, um, I, I, know I don't, I don't want to really get into depth into your personal business, but I full, got full custody of my um, oldest daughter as well, and, you know, a lot of men get a bad rap, but there's men out there that, you know, are stable as well, um... It's, it's, it puts a toll on a relationship. Was it a long, ongoing thing when you got custody of your kids? Um, you know, what's crazy, what's crazy as heck, is when I was going through my divorce, um, and what divorce takes five years. Yeah. You know, it was crazy. And the divorce happened in a small town, Canton, Georgia. Man, so much wrestling was involved. Stuff got pulled up that had nothing to do with anything. Like... I was I was winning the divorce, everything was going great, uh, you know, and then before you know it, there was a postponement, postponement, and then, and, and, and I, this is, I don't want to take this wrong, but then Benoit, that issue happened, Yeah. and man, her lawyer team started, like, you know him, your friends, uh, your kids have wrestled with, you know, uh, hung <laughs> yeah. out with him when you were teaching at Dusty Rhodes School. He'd come up with his son, his son, your kids playing around. He was a good friend of yours. And, and, and then all of a sudden it turned in, how do we not know that you aren't, aren't capable of doing something like that? I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? <laughs> like that, that, that looks, it was so insane. Holy shit. The lawyers were like, yeah. oh, it was a big holy shit. I mean... <laughs> Um, all of a sudden, I felt like I was on file for what other people did. And yeah. they brought in all kinds of, and it wasn't like a Benoit thing, but I guess it was smart on their part. But then all of a sudden, you know, everything was going good for me. They started looking into, you know, all kinds of crap. You know, have you ever taken steroids? Have you ever taken pain medication? Have you? I'm like, hold on just a second. You should have been asking me that since day one. You know, now this happens, and now it's all, I, it was the most crazy crap. So it went on forever. I, I just gave up. That, that's what ended up happening. Five years later, I just said, you know what? I'm, 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 t- I'm done paying my kids' future 
inheritance into fighting this divorce. I'm done. I walked in. I had two lawyers. Uh, and I just said, guys, I'm done. Whatever she wants, I, I, I got to bow out. Or this will go on forever. And I did it. It was a bad decision uh, later on. But it was the right decision then. Mm-hmm. And because um, they were pulling all kinds of crap, dude. They even pulled a deal where um, I had to have a, like a restraining order on her. And then I dropped it, and she flipped it on me. And then when the Benoit thing happened, she made it like she was scared to have the kids alone with me. So at one point, I didn't see my kids for a year and three days. Oh, my God. I'm saying, is that even legally possible that she could have done that, though? Dude, dude. It wouldn't have happened if it wasn't legally possible. Holy. There's so many uh. ways to bend the law. It's, 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 it's yeah. the most disgusting crap. Like... I had neighbors in which on like Halloween would, would, would say, oh, I want to take a picture. That's the most awesome costume and take a picture of the condoms and text me so I can see pictures of my kids. Oh, shit. Uh, I mean, it was, it was so sick. Matter of fact, I've been working on a deal, a small deal of doing kind of a reality show on divorce and child custody and the effects it has on everything from... Mm finances in the United States because I call I, I, I call divorce the largest equity killer in the United States. I mean, you may be a day trader and lose your ass but divorce takes everything you have splits it in half, then you gotta pay all the lawyers and all the shit you lose houses you lose cars, you you lose things and ha- or I have to get rid of things at 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 a low value that if you had the time you could sell at a fair market value I mean they can actually make you liquid businesses sometimes to dissolve or resolve a marriage mm-hmm. a divorce, it's the dumbest stuff in the world I mean through this process I've learned some laws and things that are so disturbing that it's not even funny and so I, I've been talking to some law firms about me putting together a clip and trying to sell it to Hollywood and try to get a reality show based on showing the ramifications of divorce and child custody and all the behind the scenes and the laws and litigation and what truly goes on and maybe what maybe some things we could change maybe maybe some things that we can grow from but show the devastation that really happens uh, through through this, and, and maybe it might give the new generation a, a, a time to reflect and think before they make the commitment they make, or or they may take more time to, to figure things out. So, dude, it was brutal, and so I had to re like I had to pull back for a while, put my brain back together, and just. You know, seeing the kids crying out and saying, Dad, man, we want to be with you. And and me doing the whole thing. It's okay. This is what's happened. It'll all be okay. But, dude, I mean, you know, every day for years and years, no, please, please, please. So we, I got together with the lawyer and, and put together a really tight game plan. Uh, we put down 2014 as the day that we needed to, to to go after them for certain legal reasons or certain things you can do when kids get a certain age. Mm-hmm. And we we 
we got we we planned it years in advance, and when the time was right, we dropped the paperwork, and it was we we did an emergency meeting and got in front of a judge that had a full docket. He listened to us for three hours in the morning, two hours that night, uh, or later on, and then so that's that's what five hours. Yeah. He had three more hours of court. He heard he heard cases in between us. Uh, he said, uh, I'm going to clear the docket tomorrow morning to give you guys till noon to talk to me. He brought the kids in and talked to them in private and then sat down and said, basically, really don't need to hear anything else. And by 11 o'clock, he goes, Mr. Watts, let me get a sheriff. Sheriff, get by Mr. Watts. Sheriff, get by Mrs. Watts. Sheriff, go out in the waiting room, get by the kids. I'm going to give my decision. And uh, he just said, he said, Miss Watts, you got 10 minutes to talk to your kids. And uh, please give them everything that's in, in your car. Because, you know, she just drove up with a kid. She was living out of state at the time. Yeah. And had them in, like, shorts and stuff. And they had, like, a book bag phones. Hell, wouldn't, you know, wouldn't give the one kid his retainers or his, or his contacts. <sighs> wouldn't give my other daughter her cell phone. I mean, just really, I mean, within yeah. 10 minutes, buddy, I was out in my car. Shares bringing the kids down to me, and from that point on, brother, it's been paradise. Oh, uh, isn't it so refreshing to leave the legal system and all that mumbo jumbo behind? It is, but it, it, a part of me hopes that I can get a, I can get the right people, so I can go visit people and talk about just how brutal things are, and. And put the right perspective on it, and fi- and try to find you know the great stories, and tr- try to show the tragedy, and then also try to show some of these laws that are just. I mean, some of these laws are ridiculous. I was talking to a guy about uh, three weeks ago, and he had his wife divorce. He divorced. Mm-hmm. They had a newborn child. Um, he. They, all, they, 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 they just they wanted a child so bad. Uh-huh. Uh, the time they get divorced, the child's two years old. Um, because something happened, I can't remember exactly what happened. Um, the child or somehow a DNA thing came up. Yes. It, wasn't, it wasn't by the court or anyone else. Uh-huh. Well, they find out the child's not his. Oh. Now, here's the deal. Here's the deal. They've been divorced for like eight months. He'd been paying child support. Do you understand the law here in Georgia? I don't know if it's everywhere else. If you pay child support and then find out the child's not yours, you still have to pay it until the child is 18 because that is the source of income they know and you are responsible from that point on. Yeah. So now this guy is like torn ass up going, well, I, I raised this baby. I love this baby. I always love this baby. But to top it off, now his heart's broken. It's wrenched. This chick was, you know, just pulling so much stuff in court. He never thought that they, I mean, he never thought that his wife cheated on him or anything like that. That's not why they were getting divorced. And, you know, for for those reasons, they just couldn't get along. To find out the child's not yours, you know, my point is this. 
at that point, the man should be able to see the child, okay, uh, love the child, and then he should be able to give freely if he wants. But why in the heck is he mandated to support that child based on the fact it's not his child? Why don't they go find the father? And if the wife is such a, you know what? Yeah. That she can't, she doesn't know. That's what it should be her responsibility to raise the child. Period. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like that blows my mind. And I heard case after case now where they divorce at at you know three kids, one eight, one 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 five, and one twelve. And the guy and the guy never knew and finds out that two of the three aren't his. And now he's grown to know him. They've grown to know him. Da da da. And they get just wrenched with child support. Then you find out that they're not your kids. Yeah, you're torn. Yeah, you want to raise them as yours. Hell yes. And the kids should have access to the father they knew. But you know, I think people would be a little bit more uh, careful about cheating and not cheating and things like that if they knew the penalty was that they couldn't you know, take advantage of a guy uh, for not knowing. And I'm not making women bad. I mean, there's all kinds of, I mean, let me say this. It's not about women. It's about the system, okay? It just so happens women are the ones that get pregnant. I'm saying guys get away with things and do things too. I mean, you know, uh, as someone told me the other day, it's the dads that want to spend time with their children that get raked over the coals about child support and if you're a little bit late and what can happen to you, your driver's license taken, your passport taken, all this. It's the fathers that don't give a crap about the child. <laughs> they have four or five children. They don't pay a damn bit of child support. It just so happens those mothers don't go after them. The system doesn't go after So it's like the more you care, yep. the more you're scrutinized. That is, that is so and, true. And it's a sick-ass system. And, you know, like, to me, I think that if a child comes in this world, there should be support on the father to the child no matter what. And Mm -hmm. if every person had to be responsible for the children they bring in, what would you think think America would be like? There was a talk show, a huge show here in Atlanta, The Burke Show. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to it about a year ago, and they had a girl coming on going, Bert, I want to talk to you. I'm so confused. Uh, I kicked my boyfriend out for cheating on me, but I love him, and I want him back. And, they're, and at first they're like, oh, you know, we'll make it happen. And tell us something about it. Well, he left his girlfriend that he has a child with, and then we got together. I got pregnant, and now I have a child with him. And 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 I found him cheating on me with my neighbor, so I kicked him out. But I love him. He's the father of my child. Blah, blah. Dude, that interview went for about an hour. Come to find out, she has a child with him. He has 13 other children. Holy shit. the 14th child. And, he ha- and 12 mothers. Oh, my God. He pays no child support to any of the 13 mothers total for 14 children. Wow. And nobody's pressuring him. Nobody's saying, take care of your kids. Nobody's doing anything to him, right? This girl wasn't even t- doing that. She's like, should <laughs> I take him back or not? I love him. That was the, that, that was the discussion. Oh. 
You see that is you're right about that because that always happens because there's guys out there that don't do jack shit for their kids and you know and they're like you know scums of the earth the majority of them you know either they're a drug dealer or or they don't have a job and they're still living at home and and you know no one's taking them to court or anything like that but if you're like a honest guy who works for a living who wants to see his kids who wants you know who wants visitation who wants to be a part of their child's life and then you're doing all this stuff and then they're still taking what 17 percent for one child i believe in in well in new york when i was living in new york it was 17 percent and 25 percent for two kids take away 17 percent you know and some people you know they don't have good glamorous jobs they're probably making 13 dollars an hour at a you know, at a travel company or, or Rite Aid or CVS, and they're good, honest, you know, citizens. There's a lot of good, honest guys out there. But the minute you go into that family courtroom, you're guilty from the get-go because you see all that trash that's there. You see all these, you know, right. you know, you see people with handcuffs because they're coming from jail. Or you see, you know, people with, you know, hats to the side. And, you know, they're like, they're looking like they're coming out of a music video. And, you know, they're hanging out. And, and girls are there with their friends and cheering like, oh, you know, take him for what he's got. It's just so disgusting. Like, when I was a part of that system, it was just so horrendous. And, you know, you know, it's like, you know, you just feel like you're just, you know, you're guilty from the get-go unless you prove otherwise. Unless you have your documents, you have paperwork that you provide, you know, everything is all in proofs and income. You have to show, you know, everything that you have, you know, that, you you know. Well, what's what's even crazier, man, is the national average is 17%. I think that, you know, for a long time... A judge could decide fifteen to nineteen percent on one child, yeah. which, which usually, which usually hits seventeen percent. He could cho- he could choose between twenty one and twenty like six yeah. for two, and the national average is twenty two percent. So in Georgia, the the year I finalized my divorce, they just came out with a child support calculator that was like seven days new. Oh, shit. So, <laughs> yeah. so this was supposed to take in both people's both people's salary mm-hmm. so that if one party made a lot more than the other party there was little well, let me just tell you this and, and, we, and we fought it and it went nowhere when they decided my child support on two children the calculator t- took it out and gave an amount when we took that amount it was 39% of my gross pay. Oh. Now, people don't think that either. They're like, oh, you pay after taxes. No. That's, this is something that's crazy too, right? Yep, before. Like, if huh? I pay someone, if, if, I got, if I got divorced and paid my wife out, I can deduct that from my taxes. Yeah. Child support is non-tax deductible. Now, the woman... Or the man, whoever's receiving it, doesn't have to pay taxes. So they get the full benefit, and I think they should, because it's to help the kids, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But at the same time, how does a human being pay almost 40% of their gross? So so let me say this. If I pay 40% of my gross, and let's say I'm at a 33% tax, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That means before the day starts, 73%... Of every dollar I make mm-hmm. goes away. So if I make a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, which is which is, a, and I'm not saying that's what I made, but I'm saying let's say I made a hundred thousand dollars, which puts you in the top ten percent of earners in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so you're doing good. 
you're paying $73,000. Your take-home is $27,000. So, you've got roughly $2,200 a month to live on. Now, people would go, well, that's still not chat. Let me say this. In Atlanta, a two-bedroom apartment, not downtown, outside of Atlanta, a two-bedroom apartment at a decent place, 1100 bucks. Yeah. You're going to have three, four $400 worth of expenses. Cell phone's going to cost you, what, 80 bucks. Yeah. Okay? You're at you're at dollars $1,800. Now, if you work, you got to pay gas. And if your car, let's say your car is paid for. Mm-hmm. you got insurance, gas. Dude, a $100,000 dude would have about 18, 19, maybe $2,000 worth of expenses. Mm-hmm. And that leaves him $400 to eat. insane it's insane you know so enough about that brother but that but that's one of my things where, and, and when i say this i'm not talking about i want to go tell the story of men oh hell no i want to tell the story of divorce child um and and, and child custody because um it's the same story whether it's a man or a woman mm-hmm. well listen listen um it's the same story uh, if uh, it's a man-man thing and they adopt it, or a woman-woman thing, if they adopt, I, I, I'm saying, I, forget the forget the sexes. I'm talking about what is the effect on America, on our economy, and most importantly, what's the effect on the children? Mm-hmm. I, I, I still go through it daily. Um, just the little, you know, tit-tat stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I mean, it, 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 it's so silly. When does the arguing stop? When do people focus on the, the children and say, it's about the children, man? Mm-hmm. You know, they, they weren't with us when we got married. They didn't say, hey, 
I want you as parents. Okay. They got us as parents. Okay. That wasn't their choice. So it shouldn't be their choice to have to go through the heck that that yeah. that we produced. Yeah. Yeah. They should be just loved and enjoy life and learn how precious life is. That's what they should be doing, man. Yeah. You know, um, um, it's amazing. It's refreshing to hear that because you know, there's a lot of a lot of guys out there that have kids, and you know, they're just like, well, fuck it. You know, if if she's she's not letting me see my kid, then I don't give a fuck, and I'm not you know gonna see her or whatever. You know, there's a lot of guys with that attitude, but you know, it's kind of refreshing hearing you talk about it, and you. You know, of course, you know, you actually care about your kids, you know, and I, I say actually care because there's people who are just sperm donors, like I like to say, who don't even have time or don't even take time to go look for their kids or just, you know, play with them or just tell them I love you or, you know, show emotion. You know, it's 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 very refreshing right. to hear that, Eric. Right. You know, and, and, and we talk about bullying and we talk about, you know, social media bullying and all that. I'm going to tell you this. It's the, all that's horrible. Yeah. You know what's really horrible? What? When you take two individuals and they can't let their shit go, mm -hmm. and they use the, they use the children to mm -hmm. get at the other person. Mm -hmm. I am living proof. I've watched it. It's ugly. It happened in, in, in my family. My mom and dad got divorced, man. And, and not my mom, but my dad. And I love him. Grace, brother of all times. One of the best talents of all times. Mm -hmm. But man... When those heartstrings are pulled, they would do snidey shit yep. to get at, get at my mom. Yep. It affected me. And, and, dude, as we speak, as we speak, I've got something going on, uh, uh, you know, where my my ex has the children, and, and, and I've got stud athletes. I've been blessed, beautiful children. And uh, my daughter, you know, we, 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 we got a hold of uh, one of the greatest – skills basketball coaches in which didn't even want us he had too much talent he had too many people he trains only guys we've got him man and so we've got to take it very precious and understanding and then i've got a biomechanic person that works on our balance and our motion and our nutrition and i'm so blessed to have him that's just two of the coaches she has uh, to try to give her um, all the all the tools to be the best she can be, and you know here it is Saturday and it's coming up, and um, that that you know mom just moved back into town and and you know I, you know she she's just used to going to the skills coach at seven a.m. on Saturday and the nutritionist biomechanic at, at nine thirty, and and you know my ex is pulling the I'll decide what they do on my weekend. <laughs> That, that that's what she what, yeah. what she's doing is she's saying I'm gonna decide I'm gonna show you who's got power and, and to me no it's your weekend enjoy but why would you ever even question taking her to the same thing she's done for the last year and eight months that I've had her I, I, I I'm not like saying hey on your weekends do this because and I don't mind I'm not trying to put it's the thought process that blows my mind in, in, the, in the whipping post, the pawn, is the child. Yeah. Yeah. You know, is the child yeah. that suffers. Is no, it? Not. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. And so now the child's got to go, hey, are you really doing this? And, da, 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 da. And, and let me tell you what's sick. The child's going to go, hey, so do I not go see my coach and blah, 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 blah. 
which you should not even have to think. This beautiful 14-year-old should just be, hey, I'm going to go see my mom. I still go, uh, I'm doing my skip. She should still have her same routine, same plan. But instead, now she's going to have to negotiate and ask her mom, which her mom is going to go, of course I'm going to take you, hon. Well, if that's the answer, why would she even be put in the situation of it? Mm -hmm. And that goes back to that person's holding a grudge that I got custody of the children. Mm -hmm. She's trying to, you know, show me she's mad. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you what, man, it makes me cry inside. It's like, why? Mm-hmm. Why would you do it? But at the same time, I've had to learn to let it go. Hey, whatever you do, you do. If you, if you don't let her go, you don't let her go. I, I, I can't control it. You're right. It's your week. Do what you want. Yep. I don't even know why we're talking about it. Yeah. You know? You know, so, I always say, if it doesn't apply, let it fly. No, no, it's okay. It's okay, Eric, man. It's okay. Because, you know, this is life and this is your life. And I'm glad we're talking about this and especially getting it out there because, you know, there's a lot of people, men and women, who are going through this. And this is very refreshing to hear. So thank you for talking about it. Wow. That, that means a lot, man. I, um, you know, I, I probably need to find some kind of way to put up a facebook or whatever and come back and talk to you so you can advertise it so i can get uh, other real life stories because if i get to, if, I, if i'm able to do this reality show i, I want the grassroots people that you know that, that contact me and, and and go go interview them and talk to them about their story and let their story be be heard yeah, because, you know, people just see Eric Watts, the wrestler, Eric Watts, Eric Watts. But, you know, you know, you're a human being, you're a father first, you know, and, you know, and that's first and foremost what's important in your life. You know, you're right now, your life doesn't mean shit is your kids, your kids, you want your kids to succeed. You want them to be everything that, you, you know, everything you wanted them, you know, everything you had in life, you want them to have that and even more. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and, 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 and hopefully... Hopefully, you know, because because I'll say this, I was in kind of a wild situation because, you know, when I first got in the biz, you know, people were digging what I was doing, and then and then some of the smart marks and the and the kayfabe sheets got involved. They wanted to bash me, and it was kind of funny because most of them wanted to bash me to get at my dad. We were just talking about that between divorcees. Yeah. But sometimes the sheets and stuff get to a promoter and they use them. Uh, uh, they did it to Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. Uh, I remember. I remember some horrible things said about Dustin Rhodes. Can you not tell me is Dustin Rhodes not just a phenomenal talent? Yes, amazing. I mean, even WCW days right. when he was just a natural, amazing, amazing athlete. That's why. Hey, he was the natural, right? That yep. Was gimmick, but my, I'm saying one of the purest, mm-hmm. unadulterated. Just phenomenal wrestlers, and the stuff he took, and the sheets, and the crowds. Yeah. Uh, that it's the same divorce scenario we're talking about. You know, one side not getting their way, bashing the other. So I saw it, I watched it, and I felt so bad because I, I came to my dad and I said, "Dad, man, I, I'm a move federation." He goes, "Why?" I said, "Man, I don't want you taking this heat, beating up." He goes, "Son, do you think it even matters what people say?" about you to me it doesn't matter they can say all they want i'm booking you the way i think i should book you blah blah and 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 so that made me feel good but i still you know for years and years and years i you know i felt bad but i, I saw it in so many generations uh if you go way back um Vern Gagne, 
you know, and and his son, and and you know what, his son, his son, uh, never had the body. Yeah. But I went back and watched. I went back and watched some of the wrestling matches that guy had. Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah. He put in the time, and he was struggling. And I mean, he fought his butt off, and his psychology was off the chain. Yeah. And they just. They blistered him. Mike Graham, Eddie Graham, blistered Mike Graham. And of course, Mike Graham was a midget. Yeah. They could have gotten on to him about that, but his work, they should not have ever got on to him about that. It was incredible. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Incredible. I remember watching a, a match with Mike Graham on Saturday night against Steve Austin, and he really gave Steve Austin a run for his money. You know, you know, one of those. Right. Yeah, he was really good. Oh man, there's there's so there's so many that uh, when my dad when my dad allowed Grizzly Smith's son to break in. Yeah. That's why my dad hid who his dad was. Do you know? I mean, the whole time. The whole time, Grizzly's son wrestled at my dad's federation, which had to be about five, six years. No mm. one ever uh, knew who his dad was. Yeah. No one knew that Jake Ro- Jake Roberts was Grizzly Smith's son. Yeah. The modern time they did, yeah. but he was so, he was so over he was so over that time it didn't matter. Yeah, yeah. So, um- um, let me ask you a question. Speaking of that, what do you think about wrestlers as yourself being second generations, always having to like live up to the father's, you know, living up to the father's legacy in wrestling? Like, do you feel it's, it's, it's always like, you know, there's, you know, there's um second generation wrestlers who are not like major superstars, and there's second generation wrestlers who achieve more than their fathers. Um, how do you feel that um fans treat second generation wrestlers and bookers? How do you feel they get treated? Well, you know, you, it's funny you say that. When Rock came out, yeah, they were shoving him down the people's throats. Yeah, I don't know if people remember, but he came out as a good guy. Yeah, he came out as a babyface, and they were shoving him down their throat. Yeah, and same thing that happened to me, shoving me down people's throats. Yeah. and I remember when I went in, I begged my dad. I said, "Dad, please, please turn me." And he, and he, and my dad's brutal. He goes. Are you booking? I go, no. He goes, then get the fuck out of my office. And and I I, I was so mad because I was like, please do. Because I'm like, the heat that I have will just make it unnatural. And then then when I prove that I can do it, it will catapult me in everyone's eyes. That that didn't happen. So I saw a rock and they were just pushing him. I made some calls. I know some people. You know, my uncle, not by blood, is Jim Ross. and yeah. So let me just say this. I made some calls. Yeah. And I said, please, please, please just remember what happened when I was at WCW. Now, listen, I'm going to say this a thousand percent. I don't think, I don't believe that any of my calls made a difference. Mm-hmm. But shortly after that, they turned him heel. Yeah, and and even then they were booing him. Yeah, but Stone Cold and some other people saw his talent, and to me, it's the greatest thing that ever happened. And through his hard work, people gave him all honor and respect, 
and he was off the chain. And I'll, I'll say this. The Rock is so talented and so charismatic. I think he'd have been huge anyway. But timing's everything, and I'm going to tell you this. Mm-hmm. Had they not turned him heel, I do not know whether he would have been who he was today. Yeah. So what I want to say is this. You also got to look at it both ways. We are second generation, so we take a lot of heat. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we we get heat. But if we can get through it and and pass through it, we also do have something no one else has, and that's a legacy per se. Yeah. That others have to build for themselves. Yeah. So, when I was going through it, it was very tough. But at the same time, I've got things that no one else, per se, can have, other than another second or third generation can have. And so, I put everything in perspective. Yeah. Was it hard? Was it horrible? Yes. But at the same time, I've also got to look at... I had stuff that others didn't get. Uh, um, uh, let me say this. Trump, uh, Howard Stern, mm-hmm. they, they're both believers of there's no such thing as bad press. It's yeah. just press. Yeah. And the more you get it, the better. So even when people were talking about me, and, and on, on the kayfabe sheets, let me tell you this. There was a good year and a half that I wanted to get a hold of Meltzer and a few of those guys and say, hey, you son of a bitches, where's my royalties? You're selling so many sheets based on, I'm the front page on all your sheets. Mm -hmm. You're ripping my brains out. You should owe me something. And I thought about it, and sheets aren't everything. There's so many people that don't don't know that. but, But my point to you is this, the chance and everything. Whether people were confused or not, I can tell you this, there was a time in my career that more people cheered and booed me than 99% of everyone on the card, and that includes huge talent. Huge There is talent, I can promise you that will agree, that did not get the reactions I got coming out of the locker room. Now, most people say, well, yeah, they're booing you, cussing you, throwing shit at you. Yeah. What reaction did you get? So, so you got to kind of follow the logic. Did I like it? Was it fun? No. But how many people paid just to sit there and say shit about me? <laughs> yeah. So, so, so that's what I, I did a shoot interview and I said, I got to thank all the people that hate me. Because this shoot interview, I wouldn't have if so many people didn't hate me. Yep. Now, uh, it has given me... I still get royalty checks to this day from from WWE. I mean, I haven't been in... I, I, I haven't been able to be in the sports since 2005 because my internal bleed so bad that they just won't do it. But... Think about this. Eleven years later, I still get, you know, checks. Wow. That 
that's because of either, you know, where I was at, my abilities, my matches, mm-hmm. but also who I was. And whether that was being being fan favorite or not. And 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 so, you know, take Bill Watts out. You know, I was a I was a really good athlete. Yeah. And so maybe I would have made such a big name and da 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 da, and I would have had a huge road. But but the one thing I gotta say, I if you look down a card, I was one of the most talked about athletes on the card every night. Who can say that? Mm-hmm. That is so true. You know, I mean, there's guys that would, there's guys that would pay to get the heat that I had. So, you know, dude, I, I, I hope you see a trend here. I'm yeah. so damn positive that uh, it kind of cracks me up. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I love the people that hate me, yeah. and I love the people that love me, uh, because uh, that, that's wrestling. They don't, they don't know. They're just doing what the wrestling business, business needs. Yeah. They, you, we need people that cheer. We need people to boo. We we don't do well when people just come and go. I'm coming to come because those those people don't buy tickets again and again and again. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the way I look at it. No, that is so true, though. You know, especially, you know, I remember watching you in WCW and then, you know, the, you know, you was built up as the undefeated rookie sensation. You had your fireman's carry slam and then you was undefeated for WCW for a while. And, you know, you had the, you know, you had that streak going, you know, you had the girls, you know, cheering you and, you know, you pretty much held your own against um, the Botswana Beast. You had what Vinny Vegas and Steve Austin's and Rick Roots. And, you know, you definitely was coming into your own. Did you feel that? Um, you never really got you like you. You even said it though. You never really got your just due. Like you never, you know. Well, I say that. Let, you know, let me put something in perspective, which I hope you remember, and I think it'll blow your mind. Okay. Most people that have never been in a ring, because remember, I, I set up rings. Yeah. Down. I did security. I did T-shirt sales. I did lights. I did music. I did security. I did it all because that's what my dad made me do mm-hmm. uh, before I got in the business. But I was not allowed in the ring okay. until I got my college degree. So I don't give a shit what you hear and do. That that, that doesn't mean you can call a match or know the psychology or whatever. Mm-hmm. So when I got signed, okay. Most people go to a training school, a legit training school, yeah. year and a half, two years. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Some will get some will get some bookings within thirty days, six months, but that's because they're at some old crap training school that draws fifty people and they'll put them in front. Of them. But still, I mean, they're there forever. Mm-hmm. Do you understand that I went? I went down. No one paid me. I just wanted to get in the ring because I got my first degree in three years, which allowed me then to wrestle. Mm-hmm. I called my dad and said, hey, do you guys have a school? I just want to come down in a month and just get in the ring for the hell. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to get a job. I was going to go back and finish my master's. Mm-hmm. I only had three classes left. Wow. I went down with a thought of, hey, you know, whatever. I did it very intensely, seven days a week. 
uh, literally Parker beat me to death. I was bleeding down my side all the time. I could mm-hmm. barely walk, but I did it. Mm-hmm. Do you understand that I only was at a training school for 23 days? I left to go back to college because that's what I needed to do. Yeah. On my drive back, Dusty Rhodes calls and says, Hey, you've done a lot of training. Would you like to do a shot in Tennessee? I said, are you kidding me? I don't have an outfit. I don't have anything. He goes, come on. We'll send the trainer up there. Just have a... You know what? Why do all this work and not once get in front of the fans? I said, oh my God. It's called... It is Franklin, Tennessee. I said, um, that's on my way back to... Yeah, I'll do it. (laughs) I don't want to bore you. I don't want to bore you. The Steiners hazed me. Just put it this way. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't allowed in the locker room and I had to dress in the concession stand and people were ordering popcorn and drinks and I'm I'm holding a towel getting dressed. Wow. That's how crazy it was, right? Oh, Oh, yeah. And... I had the match, damn near can't remember it, and it was just scary and thrilling. So I got my stuff, put it back on, got in the car, drove and go, you know, I'm so glad Dusty called me to do that. That was cool. So I get in my car and drive, and he goes, I get a call. Slick Slim. That's what Junkyard Dog called me. Yeah. Slick. You did okay. I said, I it was embarrassing. I had to get dressed in the damn concession. When I got out there, I gained some weight. I only had my Louisville jersey on. Yeah. I was so sweaty. I went out. I went to take my jersey off, yeah. and it got stuck on my shoulders. And the fans started laughing, and the ref had to pull my jersey off. <laughs> it was the most embarrassing thing in the world. Yeah. I said, I said, but. After that, I calmed down. I had a great time. He goes, no, I heard you did really good. I said, well, thank you, man. You know, and I said, you know, when I'm done with my classes in the next three months, I hope you guys let me come down again and work out for some, you know, because maybe in a year or so, maybe I'll have a shot or maybe I'll go to Japan. He goes, hey, Chattanooga. I go, I'm going through Chattanooga here in about, you know, an hour. He goes, we got a match there tomorrow night. Would you wrestle? I said, are you kidding me? He goes, no, I'd love to do it. Yeah. And he said, okay. And so I did it. Same thing. Got dressed, ready to go, left. He, he called me. He goes, hey, I, I heard it went well. I said, yeah, a lot better than last night. I am sure didn't get my jersey caught in my head. And not only did I get my jersey caught after my match, uh, I was so excited, I walked down the heel section and fans go, Good match, good match. You're going the wrong way. Go the other way. <laughs> so, so I was like, wow. So I was there, and, and uh, he said, uh, hey, I know this is out of your way. It's back the other way. Would you do Knoxville? I said, dude, I would love to do Knoxville. So I turn around, drive to Knoxville, do the match. It felt even better. And so I left... And I'm, go, I'm leaving. And and Dusty goes, hey, your dad, no one knows this, but I've got the right to do this. <sighs> i got to ask you something. I said, yes, sir. He goes, you, you have one degree. You have, you're three classes away from your master's. You know, you're, you're all American academically, this, that, and the other, you know. 
you, you're just doing great. He goes, I've got a match tomorrow, and I want you to be there. I said, Dusty, I love this so much. Now you're tormenting me. And he goes, no, I got to talk to you because I think you're not going to go back to college. I go, why? He goes, I'm going to push for a contract. I go, what? He goes, yeah, I'm going to push for a contract, but you got to meet me to talk to me about it. Have faith in me. Turn your car around and come. I said, where at? He goes, center stage, Atlanta. I go, what? He goes, we're going to have a match and you're going to be on TV. Dude, I almost crapped my pants. So I end up back in Atlanta, center stage. I wrestle, I get a contract, and then everything else was behind me. And, bro, so think about it. 23 days of school, three small shows, my fourth show, Saturday night, live, pro wrestling, WCW. So what I'm trying to say is this. I think I earned all that because my dad could have said, nope, we're signing my son. Nope, this, no, that, no. I don't even know if my dad knew Dusty was putting me on those shows. But when I look back at it, I was very hard on myself. And then I thought to myself, how is someone supposed to look after 23 days of training? And then people told me they wouldn't have been able to get in the ring on 23 days, much less be on TV. So I'm not trying to boost myself, but I have to put it in perspective because I watched those matches because I videotape everything I do, mm-hmm. and I thought, how embarrassing. How embarrassing. But you know what? The Bobby Eatons and the Fullers and the, so many people came up and said, Kid, you're awesome. And I'm like, bullshit. You're just kissing my ass. It was my dad. Yeah. But, and I, I don't think I was awesome. But when I put in perspective, 23 days of training, having matches, yeah. TV, Whoa. And from that point on, brother, uh, I average 302 or three days a year for the next three years. And I was grasping my butt, praying to figure stuff out, scared, like deer in the headlight, and just doing the best I can and loving my Yeah. It's amazing how, you know, everyone's journey comes from so many different circumstances. And, you know, you was going to complete college and you know this was sort of like your calling right it it, it was something i always wanted to do so you know listen i pulled myself out of the draft i mean that's i mean my, my contract you know ended up being based on the fact of what i would have made had i gone and 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 my agent was involved and um i was going to tampa bay I was going to Tampa Bay, um, you know, sixth, seventh round, which is the, the the very bottom of the rounds. But how many people, you know, said they they're, they were going to be drafted uh, to back up uh, uh, DeBerg? And I mean, I had a lot of coaches call me, Jimmy Johnson from Dallas. Uh, I can go on and on and on again. That wanted me and wanted to take a chance and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I blew it all off to uh, wrestle. 
Wow. Wow, it's amazing. And and from WCW, you was briefly in the WWF for a little while. How was that experience in WWF? Um, it was very odd and different, man. And, and to tell you that story would take hours. It was, it was, uh, <laughs> it was a, uh, you know, that's a whole interview on itself. And uh, <laughs> some, some great stuff happened. Yeah. Some very political stuff happened. Um. Uh, but, you know, I always heard, you know, what a dick Vince was. Yeah. And you couldn't trust him. Um, I went there, and I tried out, and I brought a friend of mine that played ball with me at Uh Louisville. Very talented. And he had been in the power plant at WCW for a year and a half and never had a match. Yeah. And he was at Orlando, and Flair came up to him. He's in the back and said, hey, all marks need to get out of the back. Yeah. And he had be, been promised that his outfit would be there, and this was his debut in Orlando. And his heart goes, are you shitting me? People don't even know who I am. Now, now the guy's 6'6", 258 pounds ripped. But he goes, I'm a mark. I'm being asked out of the back. You know, so he got pouty and bitchy. I had a tryout in Augusta, Georgia, and he was crying about it. He was very green, even though he'd been there a year and a half. And he goes, Eric, I'm, I'm so depressed. Being your best friend, I said, you know what? I'm going to call WWE and ask him if you can come too. So I remember calling WWE, Jim Ross. Uh-huh. Jim goes, Eric, this is the dumbest move you've ever made. Because let me tell you what. If you come and he looks like shit, we're not hiring you either. Oh. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. So I ran down to the power plant. I put four or five moves together that no one's ever seen with two big guys, double leapfrogs, double hip toss, double, you know, just a fly, uh, hip toss my buddy into a splash. Yeah. Uh, stuff you didn't just see. And I said, this will get us through it. We went, Brooklyn Brawler, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Barry Horowitz. Uh. Yep. Had a, they came back and go, oh my gosh. <laughs> Vince <laughs> came right to us and said, here's your contract, sign now. Wow. I said, I got to have my lawyer look at it. He goes, what? I go, I don't sign anything on the first day. Yeah. I thought he was going to just, just say, get the hell out. He goes, okay, all right. Of course, I got right out and go, I don't have a lawyer. <laughs> I just want to, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and Vince wasn't going to change any contract, but got out and signed both of us. Yeah. Um, and that was a, you know, I get kudos for, for taking up for a friend, but it was a really bad deal because uh, they had high hopes. They pushed the piss out of us, and my partner just made three critical errors on three different nights I remember them and his you know him being green showed plus his stage fright showed Um, I'm gonna tell you this within a month even with all that going on our popularity was so big that Vince Bullside said we're dropping the tag belts to you guys within a month wow the the smoking guns had them and that's where the politics happened yeah. Because 
what happened is there was a Canadian tour and a Europe tour. And no one would go on the Canada one. We were on the Canada one. Okay. They walked up and said, uh, you know, guns, hand your tickets to them. Guys, you hand them to them. We're switching tours. Now, I'm guesstimating. A 10-day tour in Europe, you're going to make 20 grand. Hmm. A seven-day tour in Canada, you're going to make 7500 So you just screwed these guys out of about $12,000. Yeah. So they went apeshit. Went to grill them on soon and blah, blah, blah. Pitched a fit. And the idea was they go on their tour, we go on ours. Monday Night Raw, they drop the belts to us. Before you knew it, the politics got so bad, we switched the tickets back in the morning. They went, we went. We wrestled them on Monday Night Raw, and they beat us. And then after they beat us, we were sent to Memphis. I mean, I mean, just politics. But let me tell you what. If I was Bart Milligan... I would have been so pissed, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. So, you know, and then and then there was a there was some tension because because Vince called my dad and asked him to come up and book and stuff. My dad did it, and there was a rumor for a while that my me and my dad were on the outs. That that's why I got sent to Memphis. My dad said, I'll, you know, now this is a room. I, I don't know, I didn't ask my dad. I'll book, but I don't want my son involved. No. And then sent us. And that was, it was a shit show. And then they fired my partner. Then they wanted to repackage me. And it got crazy. And WCW wanted me so bad, it wasn't even funny. Mm. And so uh, I called. Now, this is what I'm going to tell you. And... I know this is true. I called Vince personally, and he's always taken my calls. Mm-hmm. I have so much respect. And I said, Vince, I want to leave. I want to go. He said, Eric, I have big plans for you. I said, Vince, I've been sitting at home for a year. I don't want to wait. He goes, I understand. Your dad's not here. I've got big plans for you. Please. Trust me. I said, send me my release. He goes, this is what I'm going to do. Now think about this at the time. Vince didn't send anyone the release. Mm -hmm. And after what I said, all he would have done is kept me at home, paid me nothing, and and showed me who's boss. Vince McMahon said, but I'm going to send you a new contract. He sent me my release, signed, and a new contract that everyone had the same contracts, but he put a few things in there that was really, really hot. Mm-hmm. And he said, I hope you sign this one, not the other one. But whatever you do, I, I understand. I signed the release and sent it back. How cool is that man? Wow. How kind is that man? Because I heard everyone said, oh, no, you're so stupid for saying that. He's going to screw you. Your life is over. Nope, nope, nope. That's not what he did. He kept his word. Because 
he kept his word because when we tried out, we did this. I said, what if we're unhappy? He said, you're unhappy, you can leave. And every person said, that's horseshit. Yeah. Well, guess what? I was unhappy. And uh, not at him, just the process. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to leave. And I did. And he, he, he freaking okayed it. Wow. That's, that's, I'm saying, you know, you hear a lot of different stories, but that's an amazing story to hear. Especially that's about this. That's an awesome story. To me, he's, he's, he's aces. He's right. You yeah. know, to me. To me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you also had your trips in ECW and All Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, how was your experience in um, TNA? Freaking phenomenal. Wow. That, that was the best time I've ever had. And with so much turmoil. Yeah. Jeff brought me in because he wanted a big guy to build up and beat. And I came in and I did it. I mean, you know, I was being built up. And from what I understand, he did not like the responses I was getting. And I heard through the grapevine his excuse was, I didn't know how tall Eric was. He's too tall. Find me someone else. I had known Jeff for seven years. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't grow in that seven years. Yeah. <laughs> and so Vin, Vinny Russo was writing stuff, and he loved me, and he and, and he was Jeff's best friend. Yeah. So from that point on, and Jeff got so mad that he put me on the, the, the first matches that were being syndicated at 3 o'clock in the morning at five markets. I think it was called Explosion or something. Yeah. He demoted me. He demoted me. And I came in and said, guys, you don't want me. I can just leave. And Vince goes, don't do it. I go, why? He goes, don't do it. I, I, I kept on doing the shows, but man, I went all Eric Watts. Yeah. Within four weeks, I remember Vince told me, when I came out, the crowd would go berserk in a good way. You couldn't hear anything. It was the craziest applause I've ever seen. And one day, Jeff goes, oh shit, oh shit, I didn't know the show was starting. And is that the intro? And he goes, no, the intro is not for another 15 minutes. He goes, well, who in the hell? Someone's in the ring? And he goes, yeah. He goes, who? He goes, Eric Watts. He goes, bullshit. <laughs> that guy couldn't draw, that guy couldn't draw flies. I don't even know why we still have him. He goes, you go look. And Jeff looked and he goes, unbelievable getting back on the show. And we did. And the only weird thing was I didn't do written interviews. I just ran off the cuff. And so Vince said, hey, you need to go after Jeff even when you're not going to fight him. I said, okay. I said things and did things that embarrassed me and the fans loved it and they ate it up and I ripped his esophagus out and Jeff hated me and we get mad at Vince I remember one time because everyone got you know these scripts 
He goes, show me the script. Show me the script where, where Vince wrote that. I go, I, I threw it in the trash already. He goes, I don't believe you. Vince didn't write that. That's you, you son of a bitch. I go, I'm telling you, I memorized it threw away. And then Vince came in and he goes, did you, uh, what'd you say? I go, I said you wrote it. He goes, oh my God, that's so funny. And he's so pissed off. So then he was mad at me, but I was so over, he couldn't do anything. So then Jeff goes, F it. I'll make him my partner. So then I become Jeff's partner. And it was so funny because Jeff would then go, hey, 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 we're wrestling so-and-so. Hey, will, will you rip their ass like you did mine? I go, sure. <laughs> and, and then he had a blast with it. And we had a great time. I mean, we had a great time. And a matter of fact, matter of fact, um, I was owed money at the very end, and my lawyers at the time said, Eric, you, you gotta just, you know, get rid of this, because, you know, you know they're doing your child support, you, you gotta leave for a while, you know, so we can do this, or your child support's gonna be high, or higher, and I called Dixie, and I said, Dixie, I'm so sorry, but I need to ask for time off. I had just done a huge angle with DDP and Raven oh, yeah. and beat Raven in the middle of the freaking uh, uh, final resolution, right? The yeah. I'm not sure what it was, but Beatty's ass right there. You can't get any bigger, you know, you can't get any bigger push. Yeah. It was right after that that I said, I gotta go. And Dixie's like, Eric, we've done all this. And I said, Dixie, and I told her the thing. It's, it's a child support thing. It's this, that, and the other. I can't show, you know, so much income and da da She goes, well, we still owe you this bonus. I said, give it to charity or whatever. I, I, I don't want it. She goes, are you sure? I said, yeah. Thank wow. you so much, but I hope you give me a chance back when I figure all this shit out. And she goes... You are stand-up. You're stand-up. It kills us, and I'm mad. I know how much you love your kids and what you're going through. Go do what you need to do, which was so cool on our part. Let me out of the contract. I, I didn't get paid the bonus because I, I, I asked not to, and um, that, that was it. That was it. So I've had some really good things happen. It kills me because TNA... What because of Vince Russo, he goes, he even asked me, he goes, I've never really heard you on the mic. I go, I, I've not, I've not been able to be on the mic much. He goes, but you're so funny and going, but people freeze there. I said, Vince, half the time I don't know what I'm going to say, but I, I'm just such a, you know, weirdo that just comes out. Yeah. He goes, oh, I agree. This is priceless. And, and man, I can't tell you how many of the boys watched it, how many people watched what I said, and it was just the... I, I, I hated that Jeff hated me. I hated that friction, mm -hmm. but it was actually the best time I've ever had wrestling. Wow. That, that, that's, a, that's a big statement from all the promotions you've been in. That was the best time you had in wrestling. Yep. Best time ever. Yeah. Um, going back to Dixie, you said uh, Dixie Carter is a you know. There's so many different stories you heard of, you hear about Dixie Carter, and um, you just said a lot of great things about her. Um, how was she as how was she as a boss, and how it um, do you guys still keep in touch, or you haven't talked to her in a while? You know, now that is something strange because I've tried to call her a few times. Yeah. Uh, you know, over the last seven years, mm -hmm. and. 
Um, she hadn't returned a call. Huh. Uh, but so much things have changed, so I don't know what's happened. Plus, the other issue is I did a lot of interviews, and I ripped Jeff's ass. Yeah. I, I just completely annihilated him because I just thought he just did some really bullshit. He brought his personal light into it. Uh, just some stuff. I love Jeff as a talent. I love Jeff as a wrestler. But I just thought some of the behind-the-scenes shit was just too much. Mm-hmm. And he was struggling with a lot of things. And and, and it really pissed me off because uh, we have an action, second-generation people, yeah. all that. Bret Hart took me in. I didn't know Bret. Bret took me in like I was a brother. Owen took me in like, he goes, Eric, I don't know you. I don't care. You are second generation. You're the business. We are too. So we love you automatically and we'll defend you and take up for you. And we'll also come kick your ass if you make the business look bad. Um, Never talked to him much, but he sat me down, took me out to his house. Matter of fact, when we visited his house, it was me, Road Dog, and Jeff Jarrett. Wow. I mean, think about think about how crazy that is. Yeah. So I I really pounced Jeff for about a year on the radio, and uh, I don't think that helped me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I thought to myself, man, if I come back, how beautiful! Yeah. We'd have a storyline already. Yeah. You know. Plus, yeah. his hatred for me would make a, a fantastic match. Yeah. So, but it didn't work. And, 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 you know, now, you know, from what I understand, Dixie's trying to hold on the company and losing share all the time. And, you know, her dad pulled out, you know, supporting it, which that was the, the key. So, I, you know, I've never tried to call back now. And, um, just a crazy time, man. So, no, but she, she, um, you know, let's say, let's say if I made a call in 2006 and seven and eight, and one of the calls were just, hey, I, I've been on so many pay-per-views, what would it take, what would it cost to get copies of all those DVDs, would you give me a break, you know, so I could have them for my kids, that was one of the calls, never got a call back on any of the calls, so either she's busy or, or, or Jeff was in her ear or maybe she changed her mind or how she felt about me. I don't know. Wow, that's crazy. That's like one of those but things she, that goes out unsolved mysteries. But she, but she was always gold to me. Yeah. Her husband was always gold to me. And to tell you, tell you the, the trip, her dad was gold to me. When he was in town, because he loved wrestling and all that. You know what? He told me one time, mm-hmm. Eric, the only reason I bought into this is I love wrestling and my favorite wrestler is Dusty Rhodes. Wow. So so, so I said, if Dusty will stay with us, I'll pay for this shit. He told me that. <laughs> he, also told, he also told me guy was a little eclectic gotta come out to the farm I said yeah why he said come out when it freezes my favorite pastime 
is getting in my big four wheels four wheeler and when it freezes running over cactuses it, because they just shatter yeah. i was like Oh my God! This guy's probably worth a billion dollars <laughs> and the energy, and that's what this guy likes. How crazy! I mean, I loved it, but how crazy, man! How how quirky, you know? So that's the kind of conversations we'd have, you know, where he could be real and say stuff. I mean, how kind of, it's out there, but I don't care. Anyone that can be themselves, I love. Them. Yeah. Um, a couple of questions, a couple of final questions going down the line. Um. Um, what what bad conception that your father Bill Watts has in the wrestling industry? Um, that is someone you'd have to ask Bill Watts. You know, I don't want to speak for him. He's such a genius and all that other stuff. I, I mean, I could I could guess, and you know, I could probably be a hundred percent on some of them. But yeah. I'd really, I'd really rather leave that for him, my friend. Not a problem. Um, what was your experience like working with Goldilocks in TNA? Absolutely phenomenal. She was she was she was green. We put her in situations in which we shouldn't have, uh, and she toughed it out and did it, and was so kind, so smart, so professional. Uh, I can't I can't say enough about her. I mean. There was a there was a last second. Uh, my 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 wife at the time was like, "That's your manager, you know. I know you're doing something with her." And I'm like, dude, dude, she 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 dates a wrestler that 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 you know has been there and has you know huge potential. You know, I drive up with Vince Russo, Disco Inferno, Raven most of the time. Johnny Swinger occasionally. Uh, I can name some more. I used to get uh, Expedition drive four or five, six guys. I said, we drive up, we wrestle, we drive back. There's no time to even, yeah, you know, when would we do something sexually? But here's the other thing. Her boyfriend is one of the main talents. I mean, that's, that's stupid. I don't care. <laughs> so, like I do. I called Vince. I said, oh, my gosh, my wife is going off. He goes, really? I go, yeah. He goes, oh, that's great. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, well, write her in the storyline. I go, Vince, she hasn't wrestled or anything. That's okay. We'll be okay. So he goes, the first night, what we're going to do, she's in the audience. She gets mad. And then she's going to come jump on Goldilocks and, like, pull her hair and do this and do this and do this. I go, okay. So Goldilocks is like... You know, I, I don't know what to do. And as your wife, I said, oh, she, she's got it. She jumped in that ring. And let me tell you, she should be in prison right now. <laughs> she beat Goldilocks to freaking death. Yeah. Beat her brains out, my friend. Beat her brains out. Like, yeah. I felt sorry. We got to the back, Goldilocks was crying, oh my god, I don't know, I, I've never done anything to her, why would she do that, I don't I said, baby, and here's the adrenaline, okay, yeah. well, I mean, you know, for the one night, but I still, have my, my hair hurts, I think I'm bleeding the roots, she's laughing, I said, baby, I'm so sorry, I thought it was done, 
Yeah. Vince comes in and goes, oh my god, that was like the best segment, it was awesome, can your wife be here t- next week? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> now I've created a monster. This yeah. chick thinks she's Hulk Hogan, and, and, and she, she, you know, she, she was a property manager, her, 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 her screensaver was her, all these people were talking to her, she now thinks she's going to be a pro wrestler. <laughs> so I'm already dealing with a you know a marriage on the fritz. Now I've got a fucking celebrity in her mind after one match. So I'm like, okay. So uh, I said, Goldilocks is not gonna do it. So we come up the next week, and I said, Goldie, I promise you, her adrenaline was pumping so bad, so hard. Um, she, she, she's good. She's done this before. She'll she'll compose herself. Everything will be okay. She goes really. So I had Georgie come up to her. She goes, darling, I'm so sorry. I walked off, and Georgie goes, I hate her. I go, what? What? She goes, I still think you guys have been messing around. I said, Georgie, oh my gosh, you met the boyfriend. You met the. You think about the time. I I couldn't do. Are you kidding me? She goes, she's gonna get hers. Huh. Now they put her in the audience. I can't talk to her. So now the whole match, I'm thinking, what do I do? What? Same thing. Yeah. She comes in, they beat the dog shit out of Goldie. Oh my god. Oh my and I'm god. Like, this is my fault. Of course, I come back. Vince Russo loves it. It looks so real. No shit. I mean, it, uh, uh, now that was the last time, and then they ended the feud. Probably because Goldie said, I'm not doing anything. But, and, and, and you know what? From what I heard, the reactions really were off the chain, and guess what? They should have been because it was UFC. <laughs> oh man! And, um, UFC. If people wanted to see that, is it on YouTube? If they wanted to check it out, you'll see. Yeah, I don't know how to look it up, but you know, Goldilocks, and you might look up, you know, Eric's Why I don't know how you do it, but it's in the, and, and uh, you know, I I'm saying like, oh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you know, their interaction might have been 45 seconds or whatever together. Yeah. But in 45 seconds, this girl got her hair ripped the frick out and slapped and, and thrown to the mat very hard. So when I said, maybe I'm exaggerating, let me just say this. For a girl that is an incredible musician and has never done anything in the ring, mm-hmm. um, gets her hair done, makeup done, mm-hmm. it was... A butt whooping in that sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Eric, um, my final question to you is what would the Eric Watts of today tell the Eric Watts of yesterday? I think I would have said stand up when you knew you should have been turned and stand up for it. And if they wouldn't have done it, move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'd be number one. Um,. Number two, I think for the hell of it, I would have demanded going to Japan, Germany, Mexico for a year and a half, two years. So that by the, by the time I got here, I would have still had the heat. But people would have gone, well, he went to Puerto Rico. You know what I'm saying? Just to solve that issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would have been huge. Uh, but minus that... Um, I gotta say, nothing else. You, you love wrestling. Let me put it to you this way: when they signed me and they did a WCW page, you you know every two weeks. My wife at the time even told me, 
I already had huge fan mail. Now, most of the guys didn't sign the fan mail. I went to WCW and had them forward it to me. When I got home for my first thing, I had hundreds of letters. I sat down the two days I was home, signed every letter, sent a picture, sent everyone back. Wow. But my wife had said, hey, you know, by the way, your check is is on your desk. So I know. Now, of course, I know what the check amount is and all that, but I didn't want to open it. Mm-hmm. I opened it and I cried like a baby and she goes what's wrong I mean why are you crying you know it, you earned this I said you don't get it all the negotiation this that it's all bullshit I would pay them to let me do this wow I'm so embarrassed. I would pay him. She goes, well, you can be embarrassed, but I need you to cash a check because that's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and, 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 you know, she'll probably even tell you this day, she goes, it blew her mind because I didn't cry much. Yeah. Uh, it blew my mind. And, and man, I meant it. I would have, I would have done it for free or paid them. Uh, a matter of fact, TNA one time I went out and I had a match and I thought the match was not as good as it could have been yeah. and uh, but then when I watched the match back it was really really good actually and it shouldn't have been it really shouldn't have been I wrestled a manager and all this other stuff and he had wrestled in years and all this other stuff and uh, it was one of those Jeff things. Uh, he thought it would fall on his face, and it got huge reaction. But still, I was emotional because I thought I could have done better. I don't know how I could have done better because wrestling this guy it was going to be a flop from the get-go. But it was not a flop. It was actually a really, really good match. I mean, like I put it in my top 30 matches. Mm. But I came back. I had my check. And... Uh, I went to Jeff and I said, I'm so sorry. I, I don't feel I gave you what I, I should have. Here's my check back. And I watered it up and, and threw it at his feet. Wow. And about an hour later, he came back and he goes, don't ever do that. You, you, you make the money you make. You deserve the money you make. Um, uh, no matter how you feel about a match, whatever. Uh, you deserve this money. Don't ever do that again. And I said, yes, sir. And I put it in my my bag and went home. And it was kind of funny because it was wadded to death. Um, I don't know what that tells you, but it tells me. Uh, I hope, I, I, I'm proud of that for the simple reason that money is money. Mm-hmm. And, and I do deserve to be paid. But it just tells me the way my dad raised me and and what the business means mm-hmm. that I was willing, truly willing to take money that was important to me and my family and give it back based on the fact that I don't I didn't think that I'd reached the potential in the match that I thought it would. And I've really got to I you know, what I'd like to ask. I wonder how many guys have actually ever done that. Yeah. Because I actually 
planned on giving it back. Mm-hmm. And that was a that was a reflection I thought about more and more and go, you know, Eric, you did give your best. Yeah. You did do your best. And uh, your dad raised you right. Man, you cared that much about the business that you thought that if you did not please the fans and do it after giving a main event spot on a pay-per-view, that shows you, forget the money thing, that shows you how much you love it, you know? So that that, that reset, you know, I found the positive, like, hey, you know what? Your head, heart, and soul are absolutely in the right place. So, you know, spur of the moment deal, spur of the moment deal, but I can honestly say, I, I I think that was aces. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not trying to pump myself up. I'm just saying, in the big scheme of thing, things, I think that's aces. Yeah. Um, Eric, man, thank you so much. I'm, I'm, I appreciate the time that you've given me. And um, is, is there any... If, if the fans wanted to get a hold of you on what's your social media, what's your um, Twitter? You know, I, I've got to change my Facebook to to that fan thing, yeah. I guess, because uh, I've been I've been locked at five thousand since the third day I opened it. Yeah. Um, and, and I do want to do the fans, but it makes it tough because I, I also have a lot of friends. So some people say have two Facebook accounts. Dude, it took us this long to get together, so you could imagine if I tried to manage too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm not up to date on the social media. What would really be great is if the fans contacted you and you gave them, you know, a way to contact you. And then, good, good and bad, people that want to rip me, I, you know, they have the right. They pay for tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, they sent you, and, and if you get a, if you get a good amount of things a you could forward them to me but minus that if you want to uh take those and do another interview sometime it'd be great to have those questions and and hell if you got the people to get on live and and talk uh that'd be fine too and again i don't care if they want to talk to rip me or say whatever because i think that People have the, should have the freedom to say how they feel and, and what they feel, man. I, I just appreciate the fact they're fans. Yeah, and the fans love you, man. I'm, I'm just pissed they never made a WCW Galoob action figure of you. They should have made one. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It, it was weird timing on WCW. WWE's weird timing, and, and so was ECW, and, and so was TNA. I remember the day to sit down and do the 3D image and all that. Yeah. And I was supposed to do it and, and, and they ran behind and they said, we'll do you next week. And then something happened with the cost of it. And so they went only with the guys they had already taken their stuff. But I was supposed to be one of the main guys and, you know, how they say about life, timing is everything. So it just didn't happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I would have liked it more for my kids and, and things like that. Yeah. But, yeah, but, but you know what? I don't know if they need a little figure of me because I'm I'm too much already. <laughs> you know? Or maybe or maybe they would need a figure so they can stick like pins in it when they're mad. <laughs> no, but if you felt those WCW Galoob figures, those are like hard as rubber. You can't even stick nothing in it. That's like that. It's yeah. like a hammer. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. 
Uh, Eric, man, thank you so much, man. Hopefully we could do this again sometime down the road. Well, you know what? If people, if people respond to emails and everything and, uh, and uh, you get a good response, let's do it uh, sooner than later, man. Definitely, you know, it's man. It's all about the show, you know? Yeah. And I tell you thank you for, you know, I mean, you're, you're one of the people that promote wrestling. And, and, and help it because you loved and this is what you do. You take your time to do it. And that means a huge amount to people that were raised in this business. Uh, you're out there doing huge stuff, so let me let me tell you, thank you for doing what you do. I appreciate it. We need it. Um, and, and, and without guys like you, so many people wouldn't hear you know stories so thank you yeah i appreciate that man i appreciate that so much you know because some people don't want to talk or you know they don't even want to get involved in it and you know it's not like i'm trying to you know i'm trying to praise what you did and you know the fans you know who were watching you you know want to know what you're doing what are you up to so you know i'm glad people got to see the personal side of you and the business aspect side of you and um i appreciate you being open and honest in this all right my man all right, thank you, Eric. Well, well hopefully, we, hopefully we made those that are most important, the fans, happy. Yeah. And let's see what they send back. Yes, yeah, definitely. And I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one. Folks.